I am Steve. I am Byron. And we are Old Guys Bitching. Getting yes, closer, we huh? are. Yeah. Very excited. Um, I, I was going to start today. Good. Like nothing not. like this. <laughs> because I'm wondering why we, if we, we can change our faces, we can change our clothes, why can't we change our voices? A very good question. I'm going to ponder that up on my mountaintop. And now that we've totally gone off the rails, I, <laughs> I had an exciting day today. I just came back from the zoo. Oh, you've been to the zoo. Wait a minute. Wait. Okay. We're in Edward Albeville now. <laughs> huh. Why? Okay, Jerry, it's... just stay back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I this is and and I haven't been to the zoo in years and all of a sudden in the last couple of weeks this is my second time there. What well, uh, wait, what place to pick up chicks? What's going on? No, but it's a great place to take grandchildren. Ah, that's it. Okay. And, and witness their uh, experience and their and their reactions to things like gorillas. I love gorillas. I know you do. Welcome to the monkey house. Yeah. I would I would live amongst the gorillas if I if I didn't think I'd be pulled apart limb from limb. Um, gorillas are majestic, wonderful creatures, um, and they are related to us um some of us a lot closer than others <laughs> i've seen those guys <laughs> <laughs> so what's been up with you oh well let's see over the weekend i um drove over to los angeles for the technical rehearsal for ronnie brixton my show ronnie brixton the best of british boxing that uh, makes its first la appearance on june 2nd and then continues through June 23rd. Uh, check out RonnieBrixton.com for exact dates. But you know what? But no plug here. No <laughs> plugs. I have to say, uh, now my show ran for a couple of weeks in Vegas, but it wasn't in what you would call an official theater. It was in an entertainment space. But now that the show is in an official theater, man, it looks so good. It's like it's always it's like I imagined it should look. It's and, like, and you oh, say man. that completely objectively. I do. I, <laughs> because I was prepared for it to look like absolute crap. And uh, no, it looks good. But I'll have to say on my way over to LA, I I took an alternate route. Usually I drive down Interstate 15. I connect with Interstate 210 and uh, drive across the valley for that. But uh, this time, just based on uh, a friend's recommendation and a, a route that I have taken at odd times, I took the Pear Blossom Highway. The Pear Blossom Highway. So have you I, ever taken the Pear Blossom Highway? I never even heard of it. Oh, well, it, it's kind of an old route between uh, Victorville and Palmdale. But the cool thing was, is I stopped in this little town called Little Rock, not to be confused with Little Rock, Arkansas. Yes. But the cool thing there is, while I was gassing up, there were like, you know, people driving by. It's kind of a rural area, kind of a farm area. And people were driving by in pickup trucks. And I thought, wait. Is there a ZZ Top convention going on? That seems to be the style in rural California now. ZZ Top, sunglasses, big beard, old ratty pickup. 
Cool. Wow. That, that look is coming back. I mean, look at David Letterman. David Letterman looks like he fell off a cough, bo- cough drop box. Uh, yes. Um... One of the Smith brothers. <laughs> the, uh, do, do they still have Smith brothers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. Uh, they have Ludens. They have Smith brothers. But one other thing is uh, when I got back on the Antelope Valley Freeway, I love these names, uh, coming down toward L.A. Did you see you any get- antelopes? Uh, well, they were out playing with the deer. Uh, the, anyway, I was going down, and I passed Vasquez Rocks. Vasquez Rocks. Remember, remember Star Trek when they, yeah. yeah, when Captain Kirk was fighting the glee, green alien? They shot that at Vasquez Rocks. I got to see the real things on the way down. Was, was that the lizard monster? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Is that still there? Is the lizard monster lurking? Well, there was a corpse. Oh, <laughs> so how how long does it take to drive from Las Vegas to to L.A.? If you take the Pear Blossom Highway, yes, too freaking long. <laughs> but if you if you just go down the fifteen, catch the two ten, you're going to be there in uh, four hours and a half. Or if you're my business partner Sharon, it's going to be closer to three hours and forty five minutes. Well, you know, and once Elon Musk gets his Hyperloop. Uh, built, you'll be able to go in what fifteen minutes or something. Yeah, something like you you get in the in the train in the tunnel and you go hyperactive. Right, right. Which is and and it's, so so everyone everyone's going to be on medication. Yeah, Ritalin as soon as you get to where your destination is. I have something I want to bitch about, and I don't know if we touched on this the last time. I didn't touch anything. I want to know how fifteen hundred kids. Go missing. Yes. And I want to know why in creation the official policy of the U.S. government is to separate parents and children. Now, the Trumpster, he's blaming the Democrats, but uh, 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 no, sorry, there's no official policy. No, and actually this started evidently under Bill Clinton and uh, has just gotten worse with each... uh, with each subsequent president, including uh, Democratic presidents. Yeah, so, but it, it's really gotten nasty now. It is just, I, I mean, I don't think this is a political issue uh, party-wise. I think it's its just a policy that has to stop. It's just an, un, uh, an inhuman, unhumane policy that serves no purpose that I can tell. And it, it's just got to stop. And then... And, and, you know, it's bad enough to separate the kids, but to lose them? Yes. To actually come out and say, we have no clue where they are? That, that's just just uh, abominable. It, like you said, inhuman, unhe- unethical. And, you know, okay, we got a lot of, uh, in quotes, in huge quotes, large, elephantine, gargantuan quotes, religious people. Who, uh, regardless, I mean, it could be uh, any of the various uh, uh, written sources that they're referring to, uh, the Christian Bible, the Koran, uh, the uh, uh, the Torah, the Old Testament um, scribblings by some uh, guru in India. Every one of those texts tells you to, to, to be good to each other, basically. Right. 
Right. And and we're not being good to each other. Well, that that's the thing. You know, I, I used to uh, have this argument with my ex-wife who would say, you're anti-religion. And I would say, you know, I am not anti-religion. Religions on their on the basis of them are good. It's what man does in the name of religion that I am against. Because it usually does not follow the religion. That's it. That, you know, like I said, you can refer to any of those texts. It basically comes down to be good to each other. Yes, yes. And, and I, you know, now this is, with all the kids being separated from parents, I think what we have to do is separate politicians from their jobs. I think that is the thing that, that needs to be done. Republican or Democrat, doesn't matter. Just no, get rid, of them, all, rid yeah. of them all and start over and have them pledge to not serve any political party. Uh, that would be good. Not going to happen, but that would be good. Yeah. Uh, now, I think it was in uh, Sunday, May 27th, uh, L.A. Times um, opinion section. Uh, there was an opinion. I can't tell you who it was written by. I just enjoyed reading it, which compared the uh, the current um, political setup, uh, particularly on the right wing, as a religious cult. And when you start looking at all the definitions that apply to cults, it is. It's just, you know, following the leader and uh, discounting everything else. So then it would behoove the FBI for the next um, gathering of Republicans to bomb the place and burn it to the ground with all the Republicans inside. Uh, That or serve Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid would be good. Yeah. Yeah, Kool-Aid. And actually, put a little vodka in it. Well, you may, so, you know, yeah, spike it up a little. Okay. What the heck? You know, I think that would be wonderful. Uh, it's like, let's get rid of them all. <laughs> I think, you know, I think it's terrible. I, I remember all the stuff done in the name of religion. When I was in college uh, and heading to, a buddy and I worked on the radio station and we were headed to the station to get ready to do our shows. And some girl that we knew came up to us and said, would you like uh, like to donate to the UJA? The UJA? This United Jewish Appeal. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, I'm not even sure if that group still exists, but it was a charity at the time. So we started reaching in our pockets, okay. And then she looked at us and said, and I expect you two to make generous donations. And I said, because we're Jewish? And she said, yes. I said, now I'm not giving you a dime. Yeah. I said, either it's a good cause or it's not a good cause, and it shouldn't matter whether we belong to that group or not. And it's like, you know, people will say to me things about Israel, and I'm going, whoa, don't start. I don't support Israel. Mm -hmm. I'm not an Israeli. I'm an American. I happen to be of Jewish background, although my daughter says I am the world's worst Jew. I couldn't tell you anything about Judaism, um, but I, I certainly do not give a rubber stamp to anything Israel does. What they're doing in Gaza is wrong and awful, and what the way they've treated the Palestinians is wrong and awful, and the s- smartest thing would be to help the Palestinians, Palestinians. Hello, let me go out and replace my mouth. I'll be right back. Uh, <laughs> the smartest thing they could do would be to help the Palestinians get their own state. And maybe, just maybe, there might be a, a, a sprinkle of peace. 
There could be, you know, because, again, be good to each other. You know, uh, in the Woody Allen movie, uh, Hannah and Her Sisters, uh, the character played by Max von Sydow has a wonderful line. It is, if Jesus Christ came back today and saw what was being done in his name, he would never stop throwing up. That's, that's true. Uh, you know, and I think that's why he's not coming back. <laughs> he's not coming back because he's going I'm not going back there that planet is nuts those people are crazy and stop using my name yep yeah uh, and uh, I read today that uh, Franklin Graham you know the oh. uh, the con man yeah, uh, is uh, going to conduct a religious back to the huge gigantic elephantine uh, quotation marks campaign in California to uh, to save the Republican Party. Well, you know what? Uh, he wants to do that. That doesn't really qualify as a religious activity. That qualifies as a political activity. Right. Therefore, tax the SOB. Exactly. First, and and first of all, don't I, I I can't stand when they talk about Billy Graham or Franklin Graham. Billy Graham is one of the biggest anti Semites that ever lived. And comment. Uh, uh, yeah, and they—they're all con men. They are all any religious. Most well, I, I shouldn't say all because I'm sure there are religious leaders out there who are truly dedicated to the philosophy of their religion and are trying to do good things, um, despite the despite the politics of the church. But you know, going back to what you said about be good to each other. I, I mean, I was witnessing that behavior at the zoo today it was a crowded day being memorial day when we're recording this so a crowded day at, at the zoo and people just walk over each other mm -hmm. people just have to jam in front now you know i i always feel all right i want to see the animals when i'm at the zoo but if there's a little kid trying to get to see the animal I'm getting out of the way so that little kid can see the animal because they're the future of this planet. Yeah. If they see the majesty in these wonderful creatures, maybe they'll fight hard to protect them. And if they see the, um, uh, the well, okay, I, I'm going to tip into, uh, you know, getting Facebook to uh, uh, avoid us again. Uh, but if they, if they, what they see is the royal ass holiness of the human race pushing the kids out of the way, then they're going to have a real bad view of what's going to happen in the future. Exactly. And I, I, know, I did notice that so many of the animals had their backs turned to the people. And it's like, I understand that. I yeah. appreciate that. They are saying, you clowns are not worth looking at. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I'm not going to let you see me either. I'm gonna I'm gonna protect what I'm doing. So screw you, humans. And um, okay, you know you you had uh, you know somewhat of a upbringing uh, in uh, Jewish tradition. I and, had no uh, upbringing in, in Jewish tradition. Uh, you you lived near some guys. Uh, <laughs> But I, I had somewhat of an upbringing in uh, Christian tradition, and I actually even did almost a two-year tour of a one-man show uh, using the text of the King James Version of the Gospel According to Mark. So I, I got a little familiar after hundreds of performances <laughs> with that text. Uh, but in talking to various theologians and people across the country, it 
you know, I I'm not a not really a believer in God. I, sometimes I my may hedge my bets, uh, but uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, it it really all boils down to, uh, according to the four gospels, at one point, uh, Jesus was asked, you know, wh- what is the most important law of all, and uh, the. the uh, Literary Jesus is depicted. He's not. He's not into uh, legalisms. He's not into politics. He's, he's uh, just there for the good of people. Mm-hmm. And so his reply is, "Well, I, I guess it's." Uh, and th- then he he quotes uh, an Old Testament book, but uh, he says it, it kind of boils down to love God and love your neighbor. And that's it. That's the whole shebang in one tiny little nutshell. So if all these people, uh, and I'm looking at you evangelicals, if all these people would just follow that very simple edict, then a lot of this mess would not be happening. I, I totally agree with that. And, you know, they call them evangelicals. Because in place of testicles, they have jellicles. That's true. That's true. So, and I don't know what that means. Now, 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 we're going to just sort of jump back to the immigration issue here, and we can't stress enough how awful it is to separate children from parents and then lose the children. That's awful. But now we're going to tap into um, the uh, Christian New Testament here. You know the story of the Good Samaritan. Uh, yes. Okay. The Samaritan. Well, but go ahead and tell it to people who don't know. Okay. So there's this guy, salesman, basically, tra- traveling salesman, and he gets mugged. And right and they, there is reason to, to distrust him. Yeah. And, well, he, he's not a Samaritan. He, he's one of, as they would say, us. So so he, he gets mugged. Everything gets stolen. And he's just lying there. People are walking by. People of his own country are walking by, just leaving him in the dust. So this is a guy from out of town, out of the country, a Samaritan, one of those guys that you don't want crossing into your country. You don't want them swimming the river, climbing the wall, whatever. And he stops, and he says, this guy needs help. And so he takes him to the closest place for help and pays them out of his own pocket to take care of this guy. And not only that, he comes back and checks on him. And if he needed more money, he gave him more money. And the Samaritans were, you could call them today, uh, Mexicans, Guatemalans, Colombians, anybody from Central America, uh, Muslims, anybody from the the, uh, Middle East, uh, you know, they were considered scum of the earth, and yet it was the scum of the earth that took care of a person in his own, in not the Samaritan's country, but that person's own country, because that person's, uh, you know, the, the people of his country would not do it. Mm-hmm. So we can really relate that to today. Yeah, people want to get out of uh, terrible situations in their own countries. People want to get out of terrible situations in our country. Yes, Puerto Rico. It, Puerto Rico is part of our country. They still don't have everything uh, working there. Right. Uh, 
we we need to welcome people. We don't need to toss them back. We need to listen to Emma Lazarus. For those who don't know, Emma Lazarus is the poet whose words are etched on the Statue of Liberty. Give me your tired, your poor, your hungry masses huddled, but your huddled masses longing to be free. And, and the next line is not, and we'll send them right back. No, no. Well, although I, I hear Trump is trying to get it changed. Oh, yeah. So it, it's very possible. But yeah, I mean, people are not coming to this country to break laws. They may unintentionally do that in getting trying to get here the only way they can, but they are coming here to escape a situation that is threatening their lives. And I think that deserves some compassion from us. We have plenty of room in this country for, to take people in and help them. And they're not going to take your job. And we don't want to be shooting young 20-year-old women who are, are trying to escape a situation uh, several countries away, get into this country, and some trigger-happy Border Patrol guy shoots her uh. and kills her. Yeah, that was uh, this past weekend. I saw somebody, uh, who was it? Was it Jessica Chastain Some uh, or Alyssa Milano? Somebody I saw tweeted something to the Border Control or, or to ICE. Like, you know, why do you want to work for ICE? Why do you want to work for an organization that is separating children from their parents? You know, what is wrong with you that that's what you have to do for a living? I do think that uh, there's a lot of people who need to answer that question, like in North Alabama, people who voted for Mo Brooks. Oh. They need to be asking them why they are responsible for having a Mo run in Congress. I, 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 I really, I, it's hard to find the liberal in me when it comes to stupid people who not only elect incredibly stupid, awful candidates to a, a position of authority, but then continue to back them when they prove themselves to be stupid. And I'm going to look at some of the other people on that side. See, you know, North Alabama, that's where I grew up, and I've lived there off and on during my adult life. But now I'm going to take a look at the people who didn't vote for Mo Brooks. In fact, they didn't vote. Yeah. And, and that is a, a vote. So, folks, okay, political announcement coming up here. And no, I'm not running for anything. I'm running from stuff. But, uh, but anyway, political announcement. Uh, the, uh, the person running in opposition to Mo Brooks, his name is Peter Joffreon. He's a former city attorney for the city of Huntsville. He's the son of uh, Emil Joffreon, who's the longtime uh, rector at uh, the Church of the Nativity in Huntsville, Alabama. He is a good guy. He will be good to you. You got that? Be good to Peter. He'll be good to you. But that's not transaction. He'll be good to you regardless. So, uh, Mo out, Peter in. Oh, wait, wait, sorry. Didn't mean to make a sexual reference. <laughs> you, you, you get my drift. <laughs> And and quick, get me some soap to wash up. Uh, your drift is getting all over me. The the it it, it is it it though it it is so mind-boggling. I, mean, I I was actually having a conversation with my son about this yesterday, and we have to get rid of. Uh, there was a time when I was against term limits because I felt that's what voting was. Voting was your chance to impose a term limit 
on someone who was awful as a representative. Um, unfortunately, people would rather vote for the person they know, good, bad, or indifferent, than somebody new who's coming in. And there, we have so many idiots in all kinds of government that have been there for years and years because people don't have the common sense to get rid of them. But, I mean, look at Devin Nunez, for crying out loud. How many times has he been elected? I what, Four times at least. Uh, I, you know, and, and why does his district keep putting him back? Because he is a the proverbial piece of shit. Well, he's a rural uh, district. Uh, that's the district that always finds itself offended by um, the be good to each other stuff. So he represents a majority of people in the district, unfortunately. Let me just jump back to exactly what you were saying about term limits. You know, the founding fathers never envisioned uh, professional politicians. Right. They envisioned citizens who would uh, uh, be elected to office to represent the people around them and do it for, you know, a couple of years and then come back. And that's that has uh, it was like jury duty. I mean, look at Harry Truman. Jury duty. You get called. You serve. Get the hell out. Yeah, Harry Truman. They they said, you know, Harry, you could run for another term. And he's like, oh yeah, I think I'll go sell hats. (laughs) And that's what he did. So, (laughs) but but I mean, you know, you see it all all the time in old movies and stuff, where especially westerns, where somebody. uh, I'm thinking of Jimmy Stewart and the man who shot Liberty Valance. You know, he was a a, a small town lawyer, and then later in life he becomes a hero, and he's pressed into service to be a state's to be a senator. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Now you got people fighting for these jobs, and it should be something. No, I don't really want to do it, but if you really feel you need me and you think I can offer something, fine, I'll go for a term and see what I can do. But we have to get rid of the career aspect of government. And, uh, you know, we, we also need to start electing people who uh, will be elected for the, the people that they represent and not their own self-interests. Right. We need to do some stuff. And, you know, you see these memes, but uh, I've been looking at this for years and years and years. And that is... Okay, you get elected to Congress from one for one term. You don't need to be able to retire and keep that pension. You need to go into the Social Security system like everybody else. Exactly. No special treatment for politicians. They are not special people. So I'm going to say by a long shot. I'm going to say this to our listener: your representative and senator not special. I don't care who they are. They're not special. Just remember that. Yeah, none of them are. And, and I mean, I, I, I really would like to urge everyone to look away from the Democratic and Republican parties. The, big, the two big parties that are running this country are running it into the ground, and they are serving their party. They are not serving you. And that's what we've got to get away from this win for the party and figure out what's best for constituents. Now, you start, you, you start electing independents to office, and yeah, they're going to make alliances because that's part politics. It's you've got to work with other people. And so you, you 
get together with whoever is sharing your interests and you form a coalition and you vote that bill in. But get rid of the ones who are voting the party line, whether it's good for their constituents or not. The party is not the constituents. The people are. Absolutely, and that is something that has been forgotten. It's not vote for me because I'm a demigod. It is, okay, you tell me why I should vote for you. And and don't just vote for somebody cuz they they look good on TV. Man, that's you know, look at look at what's that's Donald Trump territory. That is I'm 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 hiring you as Secretary of State because you look like you are a central casting Secretary of State. Who cares if all you did was run a gas company into the ground? Remember, you can like somebody, but you have to like them for good, solid reasons if you're going to elect them. They are. What are you doing? You're you're uh, you're looking through. Are you reading a comic book? While uh, yes, we're talking? I am. Actually. Um, I'll hold this up so you can see it. Now, everybody at home, you can't see it. It's my official sample ballot for for the uh, current uh, primary election that is going on here in Nevada. And I was can I just point to who you should vote for? Of course you should. Well, actually, I'm looking, you know, at the the ballot, and I guess since I am a registered, no, wait, 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 here we go. No, we got everybody. We got the nonpartisan. We got the Republicans. We got the Democrats. So I'm here, and I am looking at the slate, and I'm thinking, man, I'm gonna have to do a little studying here, uh, because uh, there are people that I just have never heard of on this this ballot, and uh, then the few people that I have heard of. Uh, based on TV ads, I would probably, you know, cross several streets to avoid them. <laughs> Sounds like you've got a great election coming up. Oh, yeah. I have I have to say, I, I am a registered, I think I'm a registered Democrat here. And the only reason, when I lived in L.A., I was an independent. But um, and when I lived in New York, I was an independent. I am a registered Democrat here, not because... I love the Democratic Party, but because if you're not registered with a party, you can't vote in the primary. And I think voting in the primary is important because we can cut out a lot of these jerks before we ever get to the general election. Yeah, and that's why I said I got to do a little studying up because I don't know who's a jerk and who's not. And if they're all jerks, uh, in Nevada, we do have the option, none of the above. See, no, we don't. I, I would love to do that. And we have the, it's the top two candidates who you can conceivably have a choice between two Democrats or two Republicans, which I don't think that's a choice. Yeah, that, well, that's what's happening in, uh, in California. They don't know if they have enough votes for any Republican to get on the ballot. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's just awful. I, you know, I think what's happening in our political world today is nauseating. And, um, you know, that's not even getting into what we've got at the top of the government at the moment. But uh, uh, I I just think there is such a lack of decent, qualified people um, that are fighting for the right causes. I mean, this this whole 
going back to the children separated from parents, this has been going on for a long time and is just now coming to the surface. Why? Where has this been for for decades? It's not a new thing. It's gotten worse now with with uh, Trump and Jeff Sessions. It's gotten much worse under them, but it's been getting worse under, you know, in all fairness, it's been getting worse since the the rule was instituted and they got to get rid of it it should not be allowed you know what it is it's superhero movies superhero movies yeah well see first you know superheroes they can solve anything because they're superheroes they solve the problems and they do it uh you know in under two hours but the other thing is you know there are so many superhero movies that um they are distracting us from super reality and the super reality is ours the superheroes are just a distraction and i know that's very simplistic but you know i'm a very simplistic person and if you have to blame somebody you might as well blame a superhero everything's a superhero movie these days because we need superheroes i mean we need it and we want it now i i just have to say that superman and batman didn't destroy the cities that they were defending. Uh, not back then. Marvel, I mean, all the Marvel superheroes just decimate New York and Chicago. And they, why? What is up with them? <laughs> Stanley, now I'm sorry, for but you. I, I, I do love Marvel films. And guess what? What? We're out of time. Oh, super. We're. So- <laughs> So, until next time, when we will have more to bitch about, and hopefully they will find those 1,500 kids before we do our next podcast. We can hope for that. But in the meantime, I'm Steve. And I'm Byron. And we're Old Old Guys Guys Bitching. Bitching.